Welcome back to Menopause Mastery. So on today's show, we have Dr. Louise Schwartzwalter. She is a master naturopath, a frequency medicine doctor, transformational coach, speaker, and mentor, and healer serving men and women around the world. She's the creator of a system called the Brain Soul Success Academy and the Brain System, which is a unique multidimensional system that works on the mind, the body, and the soul, and that energetic field all at the same time for quicker results that actually stick. Dr. Louise Schwartzwalter has 30 years of experience helping people achieve optimal brain power and success in life and business. And she uses all of these different techniques, things like naturopathy, NLP, kinesiology, trauma release work, and powerful energy work together within her brain system to help you really achieve lasting results. And so in today's show, we're going to talk about things like clearing energy blocks and clearing past trauma, big T and little t. She even walks through a little bit of a trauma exercise and just a, a energy removing exercise and sort of a system reboot, if you could say it that way, with me, with an energy block that I have. And so it's a really, really cool show. And it's definitely different if you're not familiar with energy work. It's something that you really want to check out. So listen to today's show and find out maybe the thing that has been holding you back from getting to where you want to go. Sometimes it's not always a supplement, a nutritional aspect or nutritional change or a dietary change. It might really be we need to free up some energetic space in your body. So join me with Dr. Louise. Welcome to the Menopause Mastery Podcast, a show for women just like you who are ready for more health, vitality, passion, living life with a purpose. I created this show because I knew that women just like me in this second season of life, the season of menopause, are really tapping into their deepest desires. And we're ready to harness our physical and mental health and explore what our true passions are and peel back the layers to uncover exactly what we want out of life. I'm your host, Betty Murray, part geek, part magician, and your new medical bestie with a dash of sass. I love taking the complex science and making it easier to integrate into daily life. So let's join the journey to make this season the best ever. Welcome back to Menopause Mastery. So on today's show, we have Dr. Louise Schwartzwalter. She is a master naturopath, a frequency medicine doctor, transformational coach, speaker, and mentor, and healer serving men and women around the world. She's the creator of a system called the Brain Soul Success Academy and the Brain System, which is a unique multidimensional system that works on the mind, the body, and the soul, and that energetic field, all at the same time for quicker results that actually stick. Dr. Louise Schwartzwalter has 30 years of experience helping people achieve optimal brain power and success in life and business. And she uses all of these different techniques, things like naturopathy, NLP, kinesiology, trauma release work, and powerful energy work together within her brain system to help you really achieve lasting results. And so in today's show, we're going to talk about things like clearing energy blocks and clearing past trauma, big T and little t. She even walks through a little bit of a trauma exercise and just a, a energy removing exercise and sort of a system reboot, if you could say it that way, with me, with an energy block that I have. And so it's a really, really cool show. And it's definitely different if you're not familiar with energy work. It's something that you really want to check out. So listen to today's show and find out maybe the thing that has been holding you back from getting to where you want to go. Sometimes it's not always a supplement, a nutritional aspect or nutritional change or a dietary change. It might really be we need to free up some energetic space in your body. So join me with Dr. Louise. Oh, Dr. Louise, we're going to talk about some really fun stuff today. And it's, and it's definitely stuff that we've never talked about on Menopause Mastery before. Much like everybody, we always have an awesome story about how we get where we want to go. And sometimes it's a story with a lot of tragedy and other things, but I, I would love for you to share kind of how you got into this part of the world and what you do and your story. Absolutely. Well, you know, um, I got sick myself. So I was really sick though. And my kids were little at the time and I had chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, MS. They really didn't know. I had a lot of labels from a lot of doctors. And so I ended up in this whole world of trying to figure that out and doctor hopping free autoimmune, you know, diagnoses as I had. And 
And I was, you know, young, I was in my 30s. I was like, this is not my life. Like something's wrong here. I was on this journey. And so I ended up in the whole natural world. So I ended up with chiropractors and acupuncture and just about anything you could think of. I I tried. And I started getting better when I changed my diet and juiced my wheatgrass and took my supplements and learned about all that. But I still didn't feel like myself, Betty. I still felt off, you know, and I kept seeking. And so then I ended up doing like the grateful journal and working on the emotions and working on the spiritual body. But I I was really super sick. It took a very long time. I was on oxygen for three years. So during that time, I was living in Illinois. They were spraying a lot of lawns with herbicide, and they did a lot of mosquito abatement. And I used to have to be on oxygen when they were using those chemicals in my neighborhood. And so I just was so frustrated and angry about that, that I was this like housewife teacher person. I was a special ed teacher on this mission to change the world about that. Because I saw not only did it make me sick, but all the kids in my neighborhood sick too. And I was like, this is not right. So I work with the mayor to sue the state of Illinois. I became a pesticide activist. I mean... I took my oxygen tank to board meetings. <laughs> I was just, I was just, I was trying to like fuel, I turn that anger into something good. So, so that was the beginning of my speaking, really getting out there and speaking. We had 14 articles in the Chicago Tribune. I made a lot of great changes. We did sue the state of Illinois, the mayor and I, and I had a petition signed by all of Dr. Mercola, if you know Dr. Mercola, he had an office in Schaumburg, Illinois. I was his patient and all of his people signed that petition. So, so that was the very beginning of, like I said, my getting out there and really speaking about, about chemicals and the environment and how they can affect us as humans. So I was learning about all that for my own health as well as everyone else. And then I finally moved. I was like, I am out of here. I am not staying here. I moved to Taos, New Mexico to get away from the grass, lived in the sagebrush <laughs> in the mountains, clean air, hiked every day, double rainbows. I felt like I was in like literally this heaven like it was it's the land of enchantment and so the kids and i homeschooled the kids for a while and we hiked and we oh gosh we prayed it was just an amazing time so i totally turned my life around but it took me 16 years and a lot of work and through that journey i realized that just changing the diet and doing the right supplements and all that that was great but that wasn't the whole piece and so years later, I became a naturopathic doctor, started my clinic, started Albuquerque Natural Health Center, did that for 20 years. I became a biofeedback therapist. So I have like five different biofeedback, neurofeedback type programs. I love them. I became obsessed of that world. So I was one of the very first frequency medicine doctors making changes for people. It was really cool, actually. And I did that for 20 years. And the last about eight years, I've been online. So I started my coaching company, Brain Soul Success. Fortunately, I started a few years before COVID, you know, because COVID really changed sort of the physical brick and mortar business. So just last year, I, I sold that and moved home full time. And now I do amazing events. I have a whole mastermind community and I love working with heart-centered entrepreneurs and helping them achieve the success they want in their businesses. It sort of breaks my heart that so many of us have to like go through, you know, you almost two decades of your life of being unwell and then also having to basically be an activist while being unwell mm -hmm. to try and protect yourself and others from, you know, the underlying cause. It's just, you know, at some point, someday, I'd like to believe that we're moving towards a, a more balanced world where we're not going to see that, that, that we have to do that. So I would love for you to explain what does brain soul success really mean? You know, for a lot of people, they're, they're probably like, soul, what? <laughs> you know, and, yeah, exactly. and what do you mean? We're talking about medicine and healthcare. And I, I thought we were going to talk about supplements. So let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, so what, what happened was um, my brain didn't work when I was that sick. And I was a special ed teacher. So I worked a lot with the kids with dyslexia. And, and actually what happened was those kids, we could change their brain in six months and help them jump two grade levels in reading by doing a multi-sensory program that helped change their brain. We did what you see, say, hear, write, and feel at the same time. And then this light bulb went off one day and I went, all right, I can change their brain in just six months by doing a multi-sensory program 
Why aren't we doing that in health and healing? Because I went over here and many of your people listening probably to a lot of women come and see you, but they've also seen their chiropractor and their nutritionist and their spiritual teacher. And they're trying to put all the pieces of the puzzle together. And what I found was when you did it simultaneously, because the brain is the master control tower, and if you can change the brain, you can change the rest of the body. And that's mindset, but also releasing traumas and things that are memories that are stuck in the brain. And so when I started putting all the pieces together with the health, so working on the body, so that's the supplements, that's diet, that's exercise, all the body pieces. Then releasing, I found, was a part of it, releasing the mental chatter, the emotional baggage, the stuff holding us back, the car accident we had, the, you know, the breakup, the whatever, you know, and then align with spirit is the A. It spells brain, B-R-A-I-N. So it's an acronym for the system that I created that is brain soul success. And so A was align with spirit. I is integrate your brain frequencies to your soul's true purpose. I also found that, and I think you probably find this too with a lot of menopausal women, it's like they're redefining their purpose in life. Like looking at maybe they've raised kids, now it's time for them to go back to work or whatever. It's It's like a transition time. So purpose is a part of it. So integrating your frequencies, your brain frequencies to your your purpose. And then N is putting in the new program. And it's like rebooting your brain, your energy field with how you want to show up now. What do you want to do in your life or in your business? And so when you put all those steps together, it is multi-sensory like I did with those kids. It does change the brain so profoundly. Traumatic brain injury can be and have been gone in three months. Wow. And then I've had people say to me, you know what? My brain even works better now than it did when I started before the concussion. And it's because I'm working on the soul level of the brain as well as the physical brain. So that brings like a whole new thought to kind of healthcare because let's face it, I would mm-hmm. say naturopathic medicine's always been a little, a little softer than conventional Western medicine. But for the most part, medicine, particularly in the United States, is kind of like, oh, that woo-woo stuff over there, that's, that's over there, right? But, yes. but, you know, I was having this conversation with a friend of mine on Saturday, and we were having this conversation on what is spirituality, what is belief, what is faith? And it was, you know, it was this idea is like, if you can observe yourself, so if I can observe myself having a thought and all that stuff, I'm not the physical body, but mm-hmm. I am this other thing, but I am compartmentalized in this physical body. But I'm also got this quantum sphere and all this other stuff. And I'm this thing with all these other things on the planet and that we share this and it's the soul spirit or however we want to phrase that. I think, and it sounds like, you know, that's where a lot of the disruption and also the magic happens is really tapping into that. Absolutely. Because, you know, we have a soul truth. You all have a truth. I call it 100% your soul truth. Um, People might say it's your authentic self. And oftentimes we lose that. And we've lost that because of those traumas and things that have happened in our life, whether they're big T or little T traumas. And what I found is they get stuck in the spaces of the brain. And the doctor that did the work on that is Dr. Hamer. And so he discovered trauma causes illness. He was a German doctor that lost his son at 17 years old. So his son was shot and killed. And three months later, he got testicular cancer. And he said to himself, gosh, you know what? I was perfectly healthy before. Why did I create this cancer? Mm -hmm. So he started working on releasing the trauma of losing his son and his cancer went into remission. It went away. So he was working a lot with cancer patients and he actually put whole like charts together. And the cool thing he did that I loved is those brain scans. He took brain scans. And what he found was certain illnesses or cancers or imbalances, if you will, or diseases, whatever we call them, they would all have a similar like lesion in the brain piece. So like, let's just say esophageal cancer is like not being able to swallow a morsel. Mm-hmm. Well, the lesion might be in the parietal lobe of the brain, and he'd start to see similarities between all those people, and he put whole charts together. I figured out how to clear that trauma okay. at the brain soul level. Oh, wow. 
I know it's pretty cool. It's like it's still, I mean, I do this every day, Betty, but I gotta tell you, it just blows me away every single time. Because I mean, I could tell you story after story. I'm thinking of this lady who had breast cancer, and I don't do a lot of cancer anymore. I really work with entrepreneurs and their businesses now, but but I have a history of, you know, my own naturopathic history. And I remember when I had my clinic, this lady called me and she said, I had breast cancer, it went into the brain. I had 13 brain tumors. UNM hospitals zapped them here. And um, I'm better now, but I really want to talk to you about nutrition and my whole body and how I can stay healthy now. And so she came and it was a Saturday and her cousin came with her. So when they had put 13 electrodes on her head and zapped with chemotherapy, those tumors, she didn't even know who she was for a couple of weeks. And her cousin took care of her. What was miraculous was that she did get a lot of her brain power back. She was tired when she came in. But I did this process called brain-soul balancing with her, and I cleared all the traumas. And I remember she had a lot of mom issues, and I was just learning how to do this back then. And we did all this work, and she left, and I looked at my paper, and I call it strings. So I do this box with the strings, which are the traumas or the places and situations and people where you've had, again, big T, little T traumas. She left, and I counted, and I had 13 strings. Oh, wow. And I went, oh, my gosh. I wonder if I had seen her before she had that chemotherapy, would she even need it? Yeah. And I don't know the, I mean, obviously, don't know the answer. My anecdotal belief is no, she wouldn't. We cleared it. I want to kind of circle back to the trauma because, you know, it's interesting because all of us have big T, little T traumas, but many people haven't gone through what they think is a big T. And so there, I don't have trauma because I, I don't have a big T. Like, you know, I didn't have a parent that died early or, you know, something that would be catastrophic. That still means there's things that have happened. Go into that a little bit because I don't know if everybody understands trauma and what does that really mean? A trauma is anything that, that you hold on to. Anything that happened. You could have been beat up on the playground at, and when you were in third grade. Your um, dad could have looked too funny when you were six. It doesn't have to be a, an abandonment, a divorce, a big betrayal, a car accident, a big thing like that, a surgery when you were a child or anything. It's how the brain takes it. So like even if you're a twin, twins end up receiving and perceiving information differently in their environment. And so one twin might take that time the car broke down when your family was on vacation as a big T, a big problem because they register those emotions in the brain that way. Where the other, you know, twin just was like, oh, hey, we get to hang out here and have, have dinner at this awesome restaurant because our car broke down. <laughs> you know, I don't know. You know, so, um, you know, so it's how we perceive it. We all have those, you know, those bumps, if you will, in the road. Obviously said there's corresponding parts in the brain, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of hold on to these traumas. Are you also of the belief different organs hold on to trauma? Like if you were to look at Chinese medicine, you know, like the liver is the seat of anger. Like, Yeah, I definitely see correlation there. You know, so yes, in Chinese medicine, the liver is anger, the lungs are grief, the womb, the uterus, if we're talking about hormones, you know, that's your power center. So women will hold betrayal there. We can even hold heartache there. It doesn't have to be in the heart. You know, so we can hold emotions anywhere. But yes, in Chinese medicine, they found that there are certain themes that go with different organs, resentment in the gallbladder. You know, I see see that a lot, too. There's different, but you really can hold emotions and trauma anywhere in the body. Yeah, you know, even and it's so interesting to me because when we release those traumas, like people will tell me, gosh, I've been working on this fibromyalgia pain for 40 years. You know, I've been dealing with this for 40 years. And then when we start to clear the trauma that's stuck of the issues and the tissues, if you will, then all of a sudden their pain's gone. And they're like, wow, I've been doing this, 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 and this. Because, you know, we're multidimensional beings. And so we're physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and we have an energy field around us. And what I found is pain is, starts in the field. Whether it's emotional pain or physical pain, it starts in the energy field. So when we do some of this high-level energy work and couple it with neurobiofeedback, people's shoulder pain go away, their knee pain, whatever it is, sometimes pretty quickly. 
because we're releasing it on the malt and all those areas at the same time. Do you find that, you know, because obviously our big T, little T traumas, all of our experiences, you know, often a lot of them are kind of imprinted early. So we make decisions about how we're going to be based on childhood experiences that we're interpreting without the capacity to maybe understand everything that's going Mm on. That sort of develops our ego. Do you find sometimes that people are, are struggle with the idea of getting rid of these traumas, not because they want to hold on to them, but it's because they don't know who they're going to be if they don't have them, like their ego? Yeah, I do feel like, and not always, some people are really open and they know they have trauma, they've worked on it, they're ready for it, that can happen too. But yes, if you've had a certain like relationship or like comfort zone place, you know, where this is who you are, this is your life, this is, you know, you can very much go to fear. And I'll pick that up intuitively when I'm working with somebody and we'll clear the fear if they're willing. And then I always see that there's layers. We heal in layers like an onion skin peeling. We're multi, again, multifaceted, multidimensional beings. And I also see that one of the biggest things that's coming up right now are more ancestral trauma. So we don't realize that we're holding the past of our great-great-grandfather and grandmother. So someone who's, let's say, really working hard to move forward like in their business, and they're, they're kind of have these money blocks, they're stuck, and they've done the meditations, and they've done all kinds of you know law of attraction work or whatever else on it. Oftentimes, it's an ancestral problem or program that great-great-grandfather had. And they're playing it out now. And we have Mm. to clear that ancestral energy so that they can come back and be 100% their soul's truth, like be themselves and stand in their power. So this this is going to be a weird question. You may never have had it, but I'm just okay. going to ask it because it's kind of interesting. Because I've done, I've done some energy work where I've stood in proxy for generational work. But so like I'm adopted. So I don't, you know, like I don't have any impression of my own, you know, mm-hmm. biological, you know, genetic, you know, ancestry. Mm-hmm. So obviously you would have biological imprint, you know, from the DNA and kind of that post-generational or past-generational mm-hmm. things. But I would think that there's also a picking up of just the experiential <laughs> dimensions of that too. You know, like I, I joke because my mom comes from that post-depression. She was born in the Depression, grew up as a very small child, seeing people starving in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And so she very much grows up with that sort of scarcity mindset, which I'm very polar opposite to that. And I don't know if it's because she was so tight-reined with it or what. Do you find that, is there differences there? I may have been the only one that's ever asked that. Um, you mean differences if you were adopted or not? A, you know? Yeah, because you've got kind of your your DNA, what, they, what you're carrying from your ancestry, and then you've got sort of the imprint of your family, obviously, that could obviously apply. Yes, you know what? It's both. So in answer to that, I can go into the field and the energy field and figure out. So sometimes when we're clearing some energy for someone, it's like, hey, is this your birth mom or your you know, adoptive mom? And then we just muscle test and figure out which one it is. And then we clear the energy on that. So it can be both very much. We just have to ask the question as to who we're really working on and what energy are we tapping into and what energy needs to be cleared for this to benefit you and your goals. Okay. So that is interesting because I guess that also means for somebody even, you know, we have influence and it may not be a family member or anything else, but they influence who we become and trauma, big trauma, little trauma. So you could clear that energy regardless of where it came from. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And then people usually generally feel lighter. You know, they get back to, well, amazing things really happen when you learn the tools and do the, and do the work. Everything from tripling your business to finally being on the heavier retreat to, um, I'm thinking of Leslie came in car accident, surgical nurse, six medications, not being able to think, vertigo got the brain better, cleared all that in a few months. And then she started learning some of the brain soul tools and her whole life completely changed. She retired, her family is different. She got married, all that in a year and a half. It's like that much transformation can happen once you clear the brain and the soul of all the little T, big T traumas, but also get somebody healthy by looking at mind, body, spirit, and energy field at the same time. So could you give an example of that? Could you walk me through like one little tiny technique maybe that 
people can listen to and go, oh, what's that? Because I'm sure this sounds for anybody that hasn't ever done energy work or anything. And obviously what you do is very, very special because it's your own process. Mm -hmm. It sounds very foreign. Absolutely. And so, you know, we start with an intention or a goal. I always ask the question, you know, what would you want to have changed or be different? And so let's talk about that for you or for your community. Think about all the the women you work with. What would be a, yeah. a goal or intention there? You know, it's interesting because um, you, you and I had a little conversation about this before we started. And I think a lot of women, and you sort of mentioned it, that when we enter this time period of life, it is it is a new spring. We're in a position in many cases where maybe our kids are grown, you know, the responsibility at home may not be as great. We may still be caregiving in some mm-hmm. way, but we're going through that hormonal transition too, where we start to bring the attention inward. And we often are trying to figure out who we are in this next season of life. And what does that mean? And I know for me, a lot of it was, you know, I love what I do clinically. I love working with my clients and patients over the last almost 20 years. But I had this big calling. And before before I went through menopause, I had bits and pieces of it. But all of a sudden, like as I enter this time period, I was like, I need to reach a million women. I need to change a million women's lives mm-hmm. and help them help them step into their next, you know, their next phase. And I didn't know exactly how that was going to happen. And then, of course, I start to run up against my own limitations of my own making, right? Who are you to do that? You know, the whole, who are you to think you should do that? No one's going to listen to you. Why would they listen to you? You know, are you going to get out and do this or that? You know, all of those things. So, you know, I think a lot of women in my tribe may have that. And it might be things like, I want to be the best mom ever. I want to be the best daughter. I want to be this, mm-hmm. but there's something they want, or they, they want to paint again. Okay. But in many cases, they're, they're waiting until their body looks like the way they want it to, you know, cause we're also going through physical changes. I went through my own kind of physical transformation as I went through menopause on the positive side. My forties were not very positive. My body was pretty much at war with me. There was a lot going on and, you know, it actually drove me to go back to school and really dig into the chemistry. So that maybe not be the big driver now, but a lot of it is this, this desire, but then it's also, you're not an expert, (laughs) you know, there's always that, you know, imposter syndrome piece that I think comes up for me. That would be one of mine. That's probably holding me back on an intention. And then there's probably other pieces of it too. So I think for my tribe, it is, I I want to tap into something and feel, feel connected to my soul purpose. the, The reason why I'm on the planet, I do believe that we come here with a purpose. And that maybe it gets diverted over time. Okay. That was a kind of circular way to explain okay, it, I think, but I would I say think that's I, true I think for I have me. it. I'm writing here, so I'm looking at the paper. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I think, I think it's, um, I move forward and I feel connected to my sole purpose. Yeah. So that'd be general enough for other people too, that they can really move forward on those goals. Yes. And yes. not let that hesitation in the, that voice come in. Right. Right. Okay. The, the inner critic. Yes. The little inner critic that you would never, ever say to somebody else. Yes. And we all have that sabotage little inner critic. You know, it's there to keep the ego in check, I think. And yet when you can move past it and just go for it like you did, right? You are changing one million women's lives. Certainly trying Every to. Every <laughs> single day. And it's so cool, Betty. Awesome. All right. So we're going to say I move forward, you know, on my goals and I feel connected to my soul purpose. So if you did move forward, you know, without hesitation on your goals and connected to your soul purpose, how would that make you feel? Oh, you know, I think I would feel, I think I would feel powerful and peaceful at the same time. I would feel very empowered, like I'm getting things done because I'm a kind of, I'm a type A, you know, I like achieving things. So I think that, but I think I would feel at peace with it that there would be kind of a joy and a lightness to it rather than a charging through it sort of sensation. Because I am I am one of those people, if I feel strongly something needs to happen, I will bulldoze it if I have to. I will use strength over finesse if I feel like I can't get through it, you know, and I don't think that's always the right way, but it has worked in the past. <laughs> We're a little bit alike here. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So, so here's what we have. I move forward on my goals and I feel connected to my soul purpose. I feel powerful and peaceful. I'm feeling empowered, joyful, and light. Awesome. So then what I do, so this is called brain soul balancing, or we also call it a soul tie box. So I put your bottom line goal, you feeling powerful, peaceful, empowered, 
light, really being able to move forward. And I just, I just put that in a box. So this is you feeling powerful and peaceful at the same time and joyful and light and stepping forward, moving forward on your big goal there. And I put that in a box and then I say, okay, who or what is pulling Betty or anybody listening here away from that goal? And I I use muscle testing. And if you don't know what muscle testing is, it's a way to tap into the intuitive field to figure out what's blocking that so we can clear it out of the way. So this is sort of the releasing piece of the brain system. So one, two, there's at least two strings, maybe three. So then I just draw strings. So if you're seeing this on video, I drew a box and strings. Okay, so it's just a box and strings. And it's literally based on the power of the spoken word or the truth will set you free. Then I just test and I say, hey, is this first thing that's in the way of you really stepping into that power and moving forward? Is this a male or a female? There's a female in the field. Is it you? Is it someone else? It's someone else. Is it family? Yes. Is it mom? Yes. Is it birth mom? Yes. Is it adoptive mom? So this is your birth mom. So is this just you and birth mom or just your birth mom? So you can also have someone else's energy in your field pulling you back from that soul truth. Sometimes it's the connection between the two. Sometimes it's actually someone else in your energy field. So when you're feeling off, you're having one of those days where you're super tired and you're feeling off, it could very well be that you have your client's energy and your patient's energy in your field. You've taken on their stuff. And that happens as mothers, we take on our kids' stuff. We get sick because they got sick. You know, so we take on someone else's energy. So this is something with birth mom. Do you happen to know her name? And it doesn't matter if you I do. Don't. That's okay. I can yeah, fill I in. Don't. All right. So is this just birth mom in general? Yes. Yeah, so I'm just going to figure this out. So I have cheat sheets of words. So I'm looking at words. So Louise, if anybody's listening and going, oh, there's no sound. She's going through the words and keying into the words that kind of trigger. And so then she's going to tell us what we see. Was she a young mom? Yes. I got emotional vampire and unprotected. So she could have felt unprotected. One, two. Nervous. Guilt. Frustration. So here's the next part of this. So the first thing I do is name the words that are coming up that are around your birth mom, even possibly when she gave birth to you, right? And then we say, okay, was that a liar, a thief, or a fraud, and you feeling peaceful and powerful? Now, liar, thief, fraud, and the next words I'm going to use are kill, steal, and destroy. I know those sound really strong and kind of negative. They came from John 10.10 in the Bible. They literally cut that string, that cord, that soul tie. So you can be more 100% you. And when you are, that's when your gift can shine in the world and it flows better. Okay? So we're going to say, okay, all that energy from birth, mom, that's not your soul's truth. You know, that's a thief on you killing. And what did it steal? Your freedom. So we're reclaiming your freedom, your flow, your comfort to be given, the vision of what you thought would be, and your fulfillment. And then I just said, just try to uncreate any judgments, assumptions, projections, conclusions, decisions about anything from your birth mom that might still be in your energy field. We release it now, let it go, allow Eddie to be free or anyone listening here to be free to get back your freedom and your power, right? And your comfort to have your joy and to move forward with ease and grace, good and bad, right and wrong, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. That's a clearing statement. It's called access consciousness. Some people might be familiar with it. And it just clears like the little fringes of it, if you will. Okay. All right. I think you could feel that, couldn't you? Yeah, I could. It was so for everybody that can kind of understand it, it almost felt like a, somebody was kind of caressing the back of my neck and sort of pulling backwards and pulling something. Like I, I would say it felt like a physical, emotional, sort of like a um, octopus, like it was pulling tendrils away from me. 
Beautiful. You know, and then a lightness, a lightness coming after that. So that was the sensation I was getting while she was going through that. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So we're literally going to pull all that off of you. Okay. What's the next string? Is this a male, female, or a situation? It's a situation. Is it a recent or old? It's an old situation. Is it an old situation with Betty? Yes. Is this when you were a kid? Yes. So this is when you were three. So is this age three? Yes. Is it age three with, with parents? Yes. With your mother? No. With your father? Is this birth father? Is this adoptive father? I'm getting adoptive father. What's his, what's his name? Carl. Carl with a C? Mm-hmm. Okay. With a C. So this is Carl. Um, do you remember anything when you were three with Carl? Not really, you know. I, I, I can't, I mean, do I have memories? Could I absolutely go back and say this was definitely a three-year-old memory? Not, not necessarily. What do you remember about him? Give me a couple words about him. Just describe his personality. My dad was a very stern disciplinarian, mm-hmm. but on the same side, he was also the first one that would make a joke and was very jovial and very um, gregarious at the same time. Mm-hmm. When he wanted you to do something, he wanted you to do something, you know. And so, you know, I grew up in the land of corporal punishment, so I got spanked. Mm-hmm. And I was definitely a kid that was going to push the envelope on what I was allowed to do, even very little. You know, I was highly energetic and, you know, talkative. <laughs> I can just see it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And- I don't think I was one that took no very well, you know, even very little. I was always like, well, why? <laughs> so that, that didn't go over well in the household, I can tell you that. You know what I love about that, Betty, that I just have to share? I feel like when, when, when I hear the stories of people when they're growing up, they're, they're like keeping their soul's truth. Like if you were kind of like, you know, kind of stubborn or kind of like, hey, push the envelope kind of thing, that just means that you were standing in your power back then and you wanted to. I remember that when I taught special ed kids, I had all boys one year and, and they were, they were, behavior problems. Okay. They were really a handful, but I really loved them because they were keeping their soul's truth. The acting out they did, there was something about them that I liked. And I didn't figure this out till years later that they were really keeping their soul's truth by acting out. They're like, no, I'm going to do it this way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It was like so cool. Yeah. They weren't willing to conform. Yeah. Conform was never a word that I would have embraced. Still don't, but even then. So I got constricted of two minds that might be the strict with a gregarious joking, you know, mm-hmm. is this your energy, dad's energy, both, both wounded, off balance. Is there another word? A through M, M through Z, M and O, another O word. Is that true? Yes. On my sheet. Overwhelm. Is there another word we need to name in the field when you were three? No. Was this a lie or a thief on you? So this was a thief on you feeling powerful and joyful, being able to move forward. So it just stole your peace. We're getting back peace. Hope. Reclaiming hope. Comfort to have. And guidance. Is there another word? Triumph. Reclaiming your triumph. So good and bad, right and wrong, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna have you tap the bottom of your foot. So I'm just gonna have you take an open hand. It doesn't matter which foot, and just kind of hit the bottom of your foot. And that just kind of knocks it out of there a little bit more. Awesome. Okay. Let's see. Do we get that? Yeah. Cool. Um, what's this other string? Is this a male, female, or a situation? It's a situation. Recent old situation. Is it something with, with Betty? Yep. When you were a kid? No. The womb? The womb. So this is when you were in your mom's womb. Is that true? Yes. So this is birth mom when you were in the womb. So one, two, three. Three words. Needy. Devastated. I mean, if this was a young mom who found out she was pregnant, Right? We take that energy on and we do have to clear that. Absolutely. Oh, this is going to be good. It's going to free you. Mm -hmm. It's going to free you. And anyone else who's listening, you know, this might not have been your exact issue, but it certainly could have been something with your mom, your dad, or your grandparents, or anybody else in your 
you know, a sibling, anyone else in your field, maybe not necessarily the womb, but the words will be similar. So, you know, needy, devastated, trapped. So this could have been your birth mom feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have a baby, right? Yeah, I mean, it was 1969. She was 17 years old in the Bay Area. <laughs> so, of course, I've made up a great story about that. <laughs> <laughs> and you've, you've clearly, I, I do need to say this, you've clearly healed from all this. You're beautiful. You're amazing. You are powerful. You've been doing great, great for yourself and great work in the world. We're clearing just sort of the fringes or the cobwebs that are kind of hanging out there so that you can even step more into that. That's all that means, you know? Yeah, so needy, devastated, trapped, creative insecurity. Wow. Is this a liar, thief, a thief? What's it doing? Killing, stealing, stealing your, your relief. Relief. Vision. Security. Safety. And trust. So are we getting back another level of trust today? Yes, and security and safety. Awesome. Is there another word we need to say? No. Do I need the clearing statement? Yes. So I'm going to say it is trying to create any judgments, assumptions, projections, conclusions, decisions about the situation of any of the emotions that your birth mom might have been feeling when you were in the womb and anything that's affected you. We release it now, let it go, allow you to be free, to feel powerful and joyful and light um, and peaceful and move forward on your goals and your intentions, good and bad, right and wrong, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. We're just going to tap the bottom of your foot again. So just kind of take an open hand and hit your foot. Woohoo. Awesome. Do I need to say Rachma? I'm going to say a word that just means it's clearing energy. Okay. So Rachma. <laughs> awesome. All right. Let me check in. How are you feeling? What's kind of shifted for you, Betty? Yeah, I definitely feel kind of lighter, you know, especially I would say the shoulders. Like I, most women, I think we will say this. It feels like our shoulders are tight. The neck is tight. Like I'm carrying a lot. That feels a lot lighter. Great. Great. You're going to be, yes. Awesome. So do we clear this at 95, 96, 97, 98%. So the other 2% is the new program piece. A new program just means in the brain system, the B-R-A-I-N, we took out the old stuff. It's like we release this. And then we want to put the new program in. Like you put a new program in your computer, you actually have a biocomputer around your brain and your energy field. And the computer around the brain looks like rings or circles, much like an atom. So when you have those rings or circles around your brain and they're off, you'll feel off. And so these codes or these success codes, these numbers, put them back in balance. Okay. And so it's the new program piece. So what I'm going to have you do is, is I'm going to have you say those intentions and then I muscle test them. And then I'm going to do these codes. It'll just take us like two minutes here. So say I move forward on my goals. I move forward on my goals. And I feel connected to my soul purpose. And I feel connected to my soul purpose. I feel powerful and peaceful. I feel powerful and peaceful. I feel empowered and joyful and light. I feel empowered and joyful and light. Great. Okay. And so now I'm just going to do these circles. Okay. And so I'm going down your left leg and I'm saying two, three, love, and I'm circling my hand and they're codes. They're actually spin points in the energy field, much like I could do acupuncture points on your body. Okay. But they're in the energy field instead of right on the body. Okay. So two, three, love, five, three, forgiveness, six, five, choice, nine, two, freedom, four, two, greater love. Then I'm going to come down your front, four, two. So I'm kind of over your heart. Then I'm going to have you say this. Say, I have positive self-worth. I have positive self-worth. Two, two. Say, I choose to succeed. I choose to succeed. Four, four. I choose to live in joy. I choose to live in joy. And six, two. I choose to live by the higher laws. I choose to live by the higher laws. Good job. Do I need more? Yep. 147 on your backside. That's the depth ring. It clears ancestral seven generations back, seven forward. Then I have you look at my X. And that code is 45, and that's the alignment ring. So it's clearing the brain this way. 
Nine six is the consciousness ring over the top of your head. Nine six is the cranial ring. So notice I'm saying rings. Eight six on the left ear is the hearing ring, how we hear inner hearing, outer hearing. Six eight on the left knee is seeing ring. Three to nine twenty six complete cycles. Five thousand eight hundred fifty nine times is the ring to all the rings. And rubbing two to eight, 23 complete cycles, 2,623 times resets emotions. 375 and 377 is the, the self ring and the digestion ring. And then let's do 5 to 11, 37 complete cycles, 87,357 times. That's mental vibration. And then we'll release trauma, 10, 5, 7, 8, 2, 8, 7, 7, 5. And the shock one, two, three, replacing that with piece five, two, four, two, 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 four, four, six, two. Cool, huh? That's very cool. <laughs> your, your face changed. Did you know that? I did it. It did. We <laughs> do before, I'm not looking at myself yet. We did. Wait till you watch this later. We do before okay. and after pictures often because people literally mm -hmm. look like they've had a facelift because we're okay. releasing the stress that's been in the field for years. You right. know, and rebooting your brain and your soul. Yeah. Awesome. So now we want to That's lock awesome. it in. So I'm just going to have you say, say, I feel empowered and joyful and light. I feel empowered, joyful and light. Okay. And now we're strong and I muscle toss like this. And so we're going to lock it in. The way we lock it in, Betty, is we put our hands above our head and clasp them together. And if I was with you, I would try to pull them down and you would just resist mm -hmm. me. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to cone our fingers, make a little like cone on the right hand and make a circle in front of your heart so okay. you're circling up towards your left and you're saying two 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 i choose to succeed i choose to succeed and then tap your belly button eight times okay and that locks that in cool how you feeling cool i feel good i feel really good isn't that awesome you're gonna have a great yeah. day now <laughs> Yes, I am. I am. I'm going to have to go back and watch the video. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just saved 10 years off my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of say it's better than Botox. We should just take a billboard out. Um, <laughs> That's right. That's right. Really That's cool. right. That was awesome. But yeah, you know, so we, we put the new program in. So now you'll probably process. And so one of the things I often give for, for homework is something called Mind Gems. And this would be great okay. for your people to use. Um, it balances those brain rings. And they take three minutes to do. So it's a cool little brain hack, if you will, to help balance focus, help sleep, help memory, help concentration. Um, so it keeps you like more aligned. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Great. Very good. Awesome. That was beautiful. And I have a feeling your people listening are going to feel it too. Yeah, thank you. So if somebody, I mean, obviously somebody would probably love to work with you and do all of these things. What's one or two things that somebody might be able to do at home to experience maybe a little, just a little taste of how you work with people? Yeah, absolutely. So the very first thing is the Mind Gems. So if we can, we can put that link there. The Mind Gems is just a freebie and it balances, you know, like balancing polarity is just right hand on your left shoulder, left hand on your right shoulder. We hold it for 12 seconds. And then we switch. And this is really important for hormone balance. Okay. And then switching just means I put my other arm on top. Okay. So that balances polarity. Okay. Another really great one is, is Envision. It's the last one in the Mind Gem series. So it's number 12. And it's coning the fingers, like making a little wand with your fingers. Your thumb and your fingers are together. So, and you just put it in the middle of your forehead. And here you visualize what it is you want to have happen. See, you know, see your positive day unfolding. There are little handheld positions that just, they work so completely beautifully together. And I have, I have people all over the world doing those, Betty. They love them. So that's, and that's just two of them. There's 12 little handheld positions and they work great for kids too. So if you got grandkids or your own kids, my kids did them all the way through college. Okay. So they're 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 wonderful. So those are the mind gems. So that would be a great way to start to really balance, you know? And then if this touched you in some way, you know, and you're thinking, hey, 
you know, I may have some traumas that I need that I need to work on. But the very easy first thing I can recommend for people to do is just start journaling. Okay. Yes. And then certainly we can work. I think we're going to have a, a link there for a discovery call with me where you can, you know, we do like a brain soul assessment. Yes. With myself or a coach where you can take a look and we can find out what are some of your biggest issues. Yes, we will definitely have the links in the in the show notes where people can set up to have a call. And then you've got an event coming up that I'm, I'm hoping very much I'm, that we can get the podcast out right beforehand. But t- talk a little bit about your event. Yeah, and I'm so excited. So this is our annual event. It's our Brain Soul Success Bootcamp. This year, it's Take Your Quantum Leap. So we teach the beginning, B-R-A-I-N. So I teach mm-hmm. these tools and these brain hacks. You'll learn some of those codes that I did, mm-hmm. those success codes. So people literally leap forward. Okay. Like there isn't any way you can't change, you know, like like amazing things happen. Even friends who have come are like, they go home and they like sell house, get a new job, get a new car, <laughs> like, <laughs> like all kinds of stuff. They email us and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, so amazing things seem to really happen in that. So it's a huge transformational event. I'm super excited. It feels epic this year. So it's March 17th through the 19th. Okay. Awesome. And And it's online. So people don't have to worry about traveling. You can do it from the comfort of your couch. Yeah. You can come from anywhere in the world. Just sit on your couch. Absolutely. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, we'll have definitely links to that in the show notes as well. Well, Dr. Louise, this has been awesome. And thank you for walking me through some releasing of my own, which is awesome. You know, and there's, you know, some little sound gaps in there when we're, when she's going through the words and everything. But, you know, I encourage anybody that has listened to this. And maybe if you didn't listen as if you were participating, like you were me, maybe go back to where Dr. Louise was going through the actual process and sit in it as, as if it were you. Cause all of us have some of that, some of that imposter syndrome, all those little pieces. And there's probably something good come from it, you know, as well. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And thank you for being our surrogate for that too, Betty. Yes, certainly. So yeah. thank you. Thank you, Dr. Yeah. Louise. This has been fabulous. This has been great. Do you have any last words of wisdom you want to give my ladies? You know, I love to just end with this one. You know, follow your heart, but take your brain with you. Yeah, well, that's great. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Louise. And thank you for being on Menopause Mastery. And if You'd love the show. Um, Share it with a friend. Give us a thumbs up on the review and subscribe so you won't miss any other information. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I'll be with you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Menopause Mastery Podcast. You are why I'm here, and I am so very grateful. Hit subscribe so you don't miss any wisdom on creating the most exceptional life on our terms. If this episode has helped you in any way, please share it with a friend to spread the love and together we rise. You can follow me on social media at Betty Murray PhD and you can reach me online at BettyMurray.com. 